0: This is a podcast of two type A girls working hard to untangle the BS stories and expectations related to this illusion of perfection.
1: Life is hard enough without adding pressure to be more, do more, be the best. It's an ever moving target.
0: And so, in an attempt to inch closer to our authentic selves, the vulnerable, messy, and uniquely beautiful, we have decided to push back.
1: Bit by bit, we are untangling society's demands of us, sinking in to our own intuition.
0: If something makes us feel more alive, we're doing more of that. If something drains us, we're going to practice removing ourselves.
1: This is a journey we hope you'll join us on. Together, we will explore insights, tips, and tricks, all in an attempt to help you uncover your truest, most authentic self. All right, we are back, and I was put in charge of leading today think <laughs> yeah. what was it you were gifted yeah, gifted yeah, yeah. the
0: leadership
1: of this episode when we were with um Jess I remember I was like Maggie I always let you start because if we finally acknowledge that it's a little bit awkward because you and I have already been talking obviously before and then we're jumping we into recordings. things yes but anywho it's a Saturday and we haven't recorded in a Saturday in a minute so this will be good hopefully we're energized and not tired this morning um we are going to be talking about perception, perspective, outlook. I don't even know exactly what we'll end up naming this one. Um, but essentially, I was on a walk a couple weeks ago with Bumper, and a car of high school girls drove by, and they were looking at like me and or Bumper, and they were laughing. And my automatic reaction was, they're making fun of me. And then (laughs) I was like, maybe they were laughing because bumper's so cute. And I literally immediately went to our topic list and I was like, we need to do one on like perspective, perception, because it was all about how I was interpreting things. Um, But I'm curious kind of what your thoughts were when I first introduced this topic.
0: This was one when you first said it and I'm like, okay, and I write it down. And then the only thing on the paper for a couple days was, like, the topic. And I had, I would say, a hard time. I just don't think it's something that I initially, like, was able to brain dump a bunch of things. And that it took... But I will say, once I got started, I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, but I had to get on a roll first. Um, And then it kind of led to some tangents. And I thought when you first told me what the topic was. I'm like, you're going to need to give me some context yes. because I don't know exactly what you're wanting this to be. Um, and when I, that did tie, when I looked up then the definitions, because perception and outlook to me were kind of different, but you were okay. listing them all as the same thing.
1: Yep.
0: Um, yeah. So my first initial thought was, what is this going to be? And so I'm curious to find out what it's going to be, what we're going to make this.
1: I think that it can have a lot of like different jumping points because I think I was looking at it in this lens of like seeing a situation and you can either have a positive or negative outlook on it. But as I was digging into things, I started to have different ideas. Um, I think we said this about a recent topic. Maybe it was joy. It was hard to find other podcasts or like – other jumping points for this specific topic because it was almost as if there was like another word for what I was reaching for and I I don't know exactly what that is.
0: Yeah I just as a thought in general I don't want to say all our ideas are just stolen from other people it just gets our minds thinking right Mm -hmm. when we're hearing different (laughs) perspectives there you go um, on topics and just kind of helps you know get the wheels turning a little bit but yeah, some of them it's so easy. You type in a search word, and it like brings up a million. Yeah. And then sometimes you type in the word, and you're like, I, "There's got to be someone who's talked about this." But the vocab is so important on how you search. So I'm kind of excited. We talked about that in one too. That now, if people search some of these words, hopefully we'll pop up. up.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I actually did write a definition down. I'm getting better at it, but I would like to hear yours first.
0: Okay, I they weren't like mine, mine. Okay. I definitely looked them up. But um, there was a slight differentiation between perception or outlook. So perception was a way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting something. So it's a mental impression. Okay. Whereas the outlook was like a person's point of view or general attitude towards life. Okay. So outlook to me sounded kind of
1: like almost more optimism, general. pessimism. Yeah,
0: but more general cuz like my outlook could be negative too. So it's a more general sense of life whereas like perception in that definition was kind of um moment to moment or each experience like I have a perception of what just happened.
1: Yes. I do like that. I'm already blanking on the word I want to use which is not surprising to anybody. A good sign. Yeah. But I love um <laughs> like defining it as per a situation, because I do, even though I was kind of looking at perception, perspective, outlook, like I'm almost like all one word in my head, I do think that perception would more so apply to like situation to situation, which is what initially like jump started this whole topic for me.
0: Right. Like in that situation, you had one perception of the experience at first, they're making Mm -hmm. fun of you or judging you, but You chose, and that's a big thing I think we'll talk about, to acknowledge that or consider that that experience could be something totally different.
1: Yeah. Right. So for my definition, I actually wrote down the exact same one from looking up. So a way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting something. Um, But just my own definition before I had looked anything up was how we interpret things and therefore how we respond to those things.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And what did you say for Outlook?
1: I didn't because I just was like kind of like they're all the same idea. Oh, in my okay, head. okay, okay. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so I have a million little side tangents. Is there anything specific that stood out to you most or what you first were drawn towards? Um,
0: I mean many things, but the first thing I started – that I wrote down first is the importance and the key, I don't know, of us choosing. Yes. So we can choose how we perceive something and we can choose our outlook and the initial emotional reaction can and will occur, right? So initial, initially, right, you were like, ooh, they're judging me or it mm-hmm. oh, feels yucky that someone's laughing at me. Um. So that will occur, but it doesn't necessarily require that we engage with that thought and we can choose to consider something else.
1: Yeah. Because I think it depends on the situation. I think I've done a lot of work to be like, to have a more positive outlook on things. But when it comes to like how people are interpreting me specifically, I think I have a hard time with that and I'm always automatically assuming the worst. Um, This is on theme with things with me that I think I'm almost like fearful of other people perceiving me or thinking of me the way I think of myself just Mm -hmm. because I'm so hard on myself. And so that's an area I'm trying to get back to a pause as we always talk about so that I can then consider like what else is possible or what else what other meaning could this have besides it being something negative about myself
0: I love and the word that I'm picking up on that you said it was like putting yourself in pause and I did listen one of the podcasts that was not directly related to this but I felt like it could you know tie in um was by Mel Robbins and she was talking about she was in her example was like she had planned to you know, do a bunch of her guest speaking and then she was going to LA to visit her daughters and like she had this great week planned and busy week. Well, then she got sick and she was like in bed and she had to cancel a whole bunch of stuff. And so she was overwhelmed and sad and pissed off and annoyed and then overwhelmed that she was going to have to reschedule it all and all of that, right? Like a lot of emotions. So when our emotions are overwhelming us, the importance of putting ourselves in pause and for her she just gave examples of like uh the grounding techniques of like five things you can see, three things you can yep. hear, whatever that whole grounding thing is, taking deep breaths, like removing yourself, right, and being by yourself for a minute or whatever that is. Um it doesn't change the physical situation. So like her taking a pause didn't mean all of a sudden she felt better and could go do all those things, right? The situation didn't change. But it did make her more equipped to handle. Yeah. What was happening. And she was able to like. Steady herself. Was the yes. example. So. When. In that perception. Outlook. And I had talked about that too. Your emo Your initial. Emotional reaction. Your initial thought. Right. Often. Can't be. Where we just. Stop. Like that's where we're going to live. In that initial. Gut reaction. um, Cause that can feel overwhelming and a lot of that negative emotion, right? That can cause us, all of these are tying against spirals or, um, defeat or whatever those things are. And so then at that point, after we put ourselves in pause, then we can choose, okay, how are we, what are we going to do with this situation? Right. There are factors that I can't change, but I can change how I perceive it or, okay, th- my body was tell- must've been telling me in that mental situation, That I needed a break, that I was go, go, go. And so, even if I wasn't acknowledging that I needed a break, my body was gonna force me to do that. So, I'm gonna listen to my body and I'm gonna take a rest. And after I rest during this sickness and illness, that's the time to catch up on a show I've been wanting to watch or catch up on reading. I haven't done that in a while. Or um, equip me and energize me for the next phase or the next week or whatever so I think choosing that outlook I think was um, that pause and then that choice are two things that I kept coming back to
1: and the thing is that somewhere like early on you mentioned like we can't just end at that initial thought or reaction Um, but I know like what you're meaning by that is that we like shouldn't and I always like hesitate when I say the word should because I have a weird relationship with it Um, but for many of us like often still myself that is where I end and so it's not that we can't because a lot of us actually do do that (laughs) but that's fair we're like encouraging that people like try and work and step beyond that and it's like a muscle like we say with every single topic like for a lot of us that probably is like the habitual pattern of like I'm having the negative thought or my initial reaction and then I'm just like moving on and not considering anything else but if we work on building that it can get easier and then it actually just becomes automatic um but yeah like going back to the initial event that started this whole topic for me I was immediately like oh my gosh they're making fun of me and then I started to think like is there something on my face am I wearing something and I could have stayed in that and I probably would have spent like the rest of my walk like being mean to myself or trying to figure out what was wrong with me But it was so helpful that I, like, did kind of pause, and then I was like, well, they could have just been, like, laughing about something going on with themselves, and they happen to be looking over. They could have been laughing or smiling because my dog's cute. Like, you never know the full story, Um, but I also wrote down, like, the world doesn't revolve around you, and I think that's so important for all of us, is, like... Exactly like I said, that it could have had absolutely nothing to do with me, but my automatic was assumption was that it did have to do with me.
0: That we talked about that with Jess in the thought distortions one of just like how and that doesn't make you a bad person to think that the world revolves around you because
1: it's our natural stance for everyone. That's our
0: natural stance of like we're naturally egocentric beings, right? And so that's nothing to shame ourselves about, but it is something to
1: remember Be mindful mm-hmm. uh, yes right something as i was digging into this topic more um i know you're familiar with her carlo and thiel the unfuck your brain podcast mm-hmm. her entire gig behind everything is telling people like other people or other situations do not cause your feelings so saying like let's go back to our dishes that we always talk about like saying I am mad and upset because of the dishes in the sink, like, no, you are mad because of your thoughts about the dishes in the sink, and that's her whole thing, is that your thoughts on things cause your feelings, not other people or other things, and I think that really ties in here to perception.
0: Ooh, okay, so I hear her version, or her, what were you calling, like, her whole gig is that, right, Mm -hmm. like, our thoughts so how did you interpret that or relate it to that perception
1: because if we're going back to the situation with the dang high school girls like my thought that oh they're judging me as what made me suddenly feel insecure where it wasn't like because if I wasn't factoring in perception at all like them laughing would be entirely irrelevant to me but it was my thought that it must be due to judgment that then I started being critical and insecure within myself. Whereas if I didn't have any sort of like thought, they could have like, I'm sure I passed what, like 10, 12 cars on my walk that day. And it was only that one car that I had a thought about. And so I started to spiral.
0: Gah. And the whole thing of like you passed 10 or 12 cars, like our brains could not handle if everything in the world around us we were trying to process and interpret yeah like no one could do that like we talk about overwhelm and overstimulated, and um oh I work with individuals with autism and that just makes me think about how they must feel all the time because yeah our brains weren't built we're not able to handle right all that input and so our brain naturally filters Mm -hmm. what we pay attention to or not and it is interesting sometimes what our brain is choosing right to lean into or pay attention to um yeah that's interesting and then why like why is that the one that you honed in on and so I think um yeah I don't know if I have anything else I think what the one not quote but like concept I came across too is like what we see Often depends on what we look for.
1: Mm. Yep. So the whole
0: thing of about like you haven't seen this certain type of car, but then you buy that car and now
1: you see it everywhere. I'm experiencing that right now with my new car. Right?
0: <laughs> okay. So like that's like the one example. Or you're like, I never see... I don't know. What's another example of that? Like I haven't seen this brand of something in a store and I stumbled upon it and I really like it. And now when I'm at stores, I see it all the time or I notice it at the gas station or I know like, so that whole, what you see depends on what you look for, which I think is kind of empowering because that couldn't just be physical things, but like experiences. So if you're searching for, we talked about this in joy, if you're searching for things that delight you, you're going to see more things that delight you. Right. So, I think that for me really was tying into this perception and outlook as well is like the power of our brains could occur even before situations happen, right? Like if we're intentional about looking for certain things, you're going to see more of it. Like that didn't even require me to wait till a situation occurred and then respond. Right. Like I could start seeking partially start seeking that out prior to any event occurring.
1: Right. It's like the whole idea of like the self-fulfilling prop prophecy um and it's like sad but it also makes complete sense that that was maybe more of my stance because of like how critical I am of myself that like that was what I noticed instead of like what may or may not have been happening in the other 10 cards that had passed me that day it was like I was looking subconsciously looking for proof of these things that are going on within my own mind um But I also love what you're talking about with the delights or glimmers that it's a muscle that we can develop. If we are looking Mm -hmm. for something, then we're going to see and attract more of that. Um, And in one of the podcasts that I listened to, they said, I just love this quote, so I want to add it. They said, anything that you learn also means that it can be unlearned. And what they were um, referring to there was that For me like optimism and pessimism tied in a lot to this topic for me Um, and they said like we more often than not adopt whatever our parents outlook was so if they are more positive or more negative people we are going to very naturally adopt that as our own Mm -hmm. but as I said like that doesn't mean that the story has to end there like we can learn and work towards being more optimistic if we're currently more pessimistic
0: yeah, this ties into a conversation I had with my friends the other night because I think it leans into the idea of like the patterns of what we've experienced. So what you're saying, like I've experienced my parents being like pessimistic as a general state, right? Or optimistic or whatever, right? Mm-hmm thinking assuming the worst or whatever and again probably if you're thinking the worst is going to happen it's going to keep happening right and the so that idea like,
1: of like oh that's just my luck of course this yes is what yes to me. this is a pet peeve of mine
0: yes or one of the shows i love is shrinking it's on apple love it yeah and okay and the um best friend right he always says everything goes my way mm-hmm. and that's like his mantra because for a lot of his life it didn't and so he talks about how he chose to shift his perspective and he says it all the time. Everything goes my way. And what happens? He does experience a lot of positive things. And so that power perspective and just when again, when I was talking to my friends, we would talk about the patterns and um one of them is kind of working through some of that self-worth kind of stuff that we've talked about a lot, right? And so she's saying like, well, a pattern in my life is that if I get too much into a friendship or something At some point, they're always going to do X, Y, Z because that's happened to me again and again and again in friendships. And so to not be able to be vulnerable or present as much as she wants because she's expecting the next conversation or in a year or in two years, like things aren't going to be worth it. You know, that something's going to happen in that friendship to make it change. Yeah. And so the I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop kind of concept and that makes sense because that thought has been That's reinforced. Like, it's part of her pattern of experience. And so the intentionality it's taking for her, and I'm sure you can relate a lot, to um, counter that thought and that voice in her head um, because the desire to be present and more confident and all those things, right, is very much there, but it, the act of work it requires to combat those thoughts and choose a different perspective or outlook on that
1: you talking about it actually just reminded me like what five episodes back or so during a recording do you remember we like hit end and you're like how do you think that one went and I was like oh I'm just in my head and I mentioned like I interpret or perceive how you act during our calls as and I start to like internalize it so Maggie draws a lot while we're talking because that's just how she (laughs) focuses or like I don't even know like that's how you get your own energy and like stir up Mm -hmm. your own ideas but I was perceiving that as you weren't interested in what I was saying or that you didn't like what I was saying um and I remember you said like oh I don't have to do that anymore and I was like no I want you to do what you do it's this is like something I need to work on so it goes back to that idea of like we can build on this muscle um Mm -hmm. And just try to perceive things differently once we're aware of it. But it does have to be a choice or an initial pause. Yeah, that's –
0: I like the idea of – and this is kind of related to that too, is um, one of my friends, Hey Nick, um, posted on like his Instagram or something, like on his stories, um, this perspective, which I've heard before – But he posted it like the day or two after you had mentioned this topic. And I was like, this, this. So instead of um, thinking, I have to do something. I have to go to work. I have to get a workout in. I have to go to the store. I have to whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. The power in shifting those words from I have to to I get to. Yes. Yes. And so um, I am healthy enough to go for a run. Mm -hmm. I get to go to a job where I get a paycheck. Other people don't necessarily. I get to grocery shop because I got paid and I get to feed my family. So like this whole shift of I have to do things. Because then it's like, ugh, I have to get through my list and I have to, like, it's just another thing to do. Like, what was me? But if you shift it to like this morning, I, before we recorded, I dropped off Lucy at Dance and then I got, I had time. I got to stop for a coffee and go grocery shopping by myself. Like, so I got some moments of quiet where I got to get things to feed my family or I was buying Snacks because I'm going to hang out with my cousin later. And um, so I got to do that, right? I didn't – I had to, right? Like we needed food. (laughs) I needed a grocery shop. But I got to do that in a way that was kind of a reset for myself, right? So just shifting those words and the power of have to or get to is giant.
1: Exactly. I was going to say it seems so simple, like just that single word, but it does make all the world – like all the difference in the world I know that's something I've been working on probably like in the past year I catch myself a lot saying like to cam if we're having plans I'm like oh I still have to work out and I very often will be like I go back and be like I want to still work out um yes like making it more of like a choice and something more positive versus negative is really really key um and when I very first like introduced this idea to you as being a topic I remember there was like something I had done in the past um, that tied in with this and I couldn't fully remember Um, there was a time where I was like very like pessimistic and negative about everything and I remember I heard this phrase and I started implementing it in my life years ago and now I do have a more like natural optimistic stance but at the time this is what helped me get out of it and so I dug back into like an Instagram post I remember I had made about it But what it was, um, was somebody saying, like, when something negative happens to you, like, it could be anything. It could be somebody cutting you off in traffic. It could be the girls that were laughing at me. It could be (laughs) getting a bad grade. They said after you experience anything negative, you ask yourself, and this is good because. And so you're forcing that pause and then, again, forcing yourself to take on a more positive stance on what otherwise felt initially negative to you
0: okay so give example pretend it's the grade you got a bad grade okay and this is good because
1: and this is good because it reminds me that I didn't prepare the very best I could and next time I'm going to make sure I do a better job or I remember it was like the whole idea of somebody cutting me off in traffic when I first learned that concept I was like why would like how could anything be good about that but It's something as simple as just being like, and this is good because it reminds me not to be an asshole driver like that. Like, (laughs) there's literally, no matter what the situation is, there's something positive that you can bring out of it. That's what I had learned from when I first began implementing that whole idea.
0: I like that a lot. This is, um, I'm writing it down because I think it's a good one. Um, Okay, well, now I can't write and read. Okay, gosh. (laughs) I tried. (coughs) Another person I listen to a lot is Keisha Get Mary, on the Empower Her podcast. And she frequently comes back to this concept of it's all working for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So not against you. And she ties it often to like um, not getting the job or trying to post something oh and you get no likes. Or um, I don't know. You You got sick, so you didn't get to go do something. So how she talks a lot about and works through different tools of that. How can we flip to it's all working for me? Yes. And she does talk about like some jobs she didn't get, but that gave her more drive to become an entrepreneur and be her own boss, right? Or um, get it. like this is an extreme example, but I remember one time or my dad had said when he was like a teenager, he went to go visit his aunt and uncle in New Mexico and something happened where like he missed his flight and this is legit. And the flight that he, and so he had to get on the next one, the flight he was supposed to be on. I mean, this is morbid, but like literally crashed. Yeah. So like him missing the plane seemed like a really bad thing, mm-hmm. right? Like that was annoying and messing my plans. And again, that's extreme. I mean, not planes aren't crashing all the time, thank God. But like, the like things like that, right? So, the driver, how can you shift where this could be a good thing? Finding having,
1: it good in every situation.
0: Yeah, and and I think that can lean towards. I wrote, I did write this down too. The like threat or potential of that toxic pos- positivity
1: is there, too.
0: and so like. It's not necessarily meant we're not saying that to, like, gaslight ourselves. Like, well, that situation didn't suck that much. Like, just get over it. There's some good in there. Like, no, some situations really are bad and horrible and hard. And we say this, like, you need to allow yourself to feel those things, right? And and you may not be able to remove yourself and figure out how any good came from that. Mm-hmm. Um. And so that we're not saying... That shift in perspective, when something big happens, like needs to be that day or that month or even that year, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I think that's important to acknowledge too. Like we're not asking in this idea to be toxically positive in that everything is great yes. because that causes some shame and gaslighting and spiraling as well that isn't healthy either. Mm -hmm. There are things that are hard and that's okay. Um, That's life, right? Like life is hard and that is real. And so I think finding that balance of something like someone cutting you off or someone laughing, like those are situations where you can do it in the moment, right? And so knowing that everything in life isn't a situation where we can do that initially, right? Because the hurt is deep or things that very real or um, dangerous or hard or whatever. Those are real. Mm -hmm. So I think much of what we're talking about today is those other
1: simpler simpler
0: situations, those day-to-day things that are happening all the time.
1: Yeah. It makes me think of, you were just talking about a friend who, um, one of the things that she had struggled with was not getting that job. And I also wrote that down. I know I've talked about it in one of our episodes that, I don't know, three, four years ago, I had made it pretty far through an interview process with a company that at the time was, like, my dream job. And I ended up not getting that final round of interviews. And it was horrible for me at the time. But now I can look back and I'm like, oh, thank God, because that job does not at all align with, like, my values and the impact I now want to make on the world. Um, So in these situations that are larger than just somebody cutting you off or somebody laughing at you, maybe that pause comes years and years down the road. It's, it's not something like you said that needs to happen right overnight. And yeah, the toxic positivity, one of the podcasts I mentioned talked about that and they instead said we need to find like a grounded positivity. And I don't really have many ideas beyond that because they just mentioned it. and I was like, oh, that's good. But I don't, I don't know where we find that balance.
0: What is grounded positivity? I don't,
1: I don't know. I think it's just like, having, <laughs> that's what I mean. Thank I, you for bringing it up. <laughs> I'm so helpful. No, I, I think I understand the concept of it is it's like. Yeah,
0: that, can you if, explain that? If we're,
1: If we're looking at this spectrum. Okay. So say we have a spectrum of like being optimistic and pessimistic. Okay. I think you can be on this far side of optimism and that's where you're going to find the toxic positivity where you're like way okay. too far past that point point. Uh-huh. and I think grounded positivity is finding that middle ground maybe between like optimistic and pessimistic because a lot of times when we are being, which sounds like,
0: like realistic
1: yeah like a lot of times the pessimism is just a means of self-protection and that, that's like inherently like a part of our like biological makeup that we need to be looking out for dangers. Um, So we need to hang on to pieces of that, but we also need to be looking for the positives. And I think that's probably where you find the grounded positivity. So I guess I just figured that out in my head right now.
0: (laughs) Thank you for working through that. Um, The other piece, I don't know, but it was kind of what is this moment trying to teach us? So for you, maybe those high school girls, that was just a real life experience to get you to think about this, right? It's like, what was it teaching you? The power, it was a reminder of the power of perception and choice, Mm -hmm. right? And that you have agency in how you react or not react to situations. And so I like choosing that moment to teach you that or remind you of that or reinforce a concept to that, get us here to this um, topic to get us here right thank you girls that was so <laughs> kind of you <laughs> so I think that yeah what is that moment trying to teach you so like if someone cut me off in traffic I'm not innately the most patient person I'm sure for those of you who know me you would agree and those of you who don't know me you've picked up on that I'm sure um So like not innately patient, right? So someone cutting me off when I'm trying to quickly get somewhere. um, What's that moment teaching me? Like it's giving me an opportunity to practice my patience, right? So it's presenting you with opportunities to practice some skills um, is possible too. So that whole this is good because it's working for me how this moment's trying to teach me what, I think that all kind of interconnects as well.
1: And I think that that idea probably initially – to many people as it once did for me does sound a lot like toxic positivity, but I know from experience that it really, really over time made a huge difference in like shifting me from being that more pessimistic person to somebody that does work towards having a more optimistic stance. So I would just encourage you to like try to implement it, even if it sounds like that's bullshit off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we mentioned, I think just in our last topic, episode um Brene Brown that she had a whole episode and I think it's probably in many of her books the assume positive intent thing for others Ugh, because it, w- yes. what was the question like are people always doing the very best that they can and I, th- <laughs> yes, I think this yes. ties in a ton here
0: yeah that assumption or they cut you off but put like considering again taking yourself out of that egocentric right so maybe they it's possible that they cut me off because they're rushing the hospital because they just got a call right or they're rushing because their kid needed to be picked up from school they just got a call that the kid has a fever or whatever right so it's not necessarily they're cutting you off with the intention of being an asshole
1: Mm -hmm. right it brings in the whole empathy piece too like I'm sure we have also cut people off in traffic and that wasn't our intention to be an asshole. But it's like, it reminds you to kind of put yourself in that other person's shoes a little bit.
0: And whether or not that's true isn't the point.
1: It just helps you feel better.
0: (laughs) I was just going to say, but I can feel better if I'm like, okay, I'm sure there's a reason. Like, let it go. And maybe they really are just an asshole. But, like, whether or not they are is not going to help me live my life. So, And it's not my responsibility to help them not be an asshole. So letting it go helps me. Yeah. Right? Live in more peace.
1: And because in that situation, this is so true that you could get mad about that person having cutting you off and then you're going to stew on it for the next two hours. Well, guess what? That's only affecting your own day. That other person has gone on with their day and they're not thinking anything (laughs) of it. And so I think it's important that we're being mindful of like how we're reacting and who it's actually affecting.
0: Yeah. And in that case, it can come back to that egocentric. Like I'm going to choose not to respond to this. So my day is better. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You're still meeting that egocentric need, right? Just in a healthier way that's going to affect your day one way or the other.
1: Right. So this topic I suppose is just a little bit all over the place and it depends on like it could be in these larger circumstances or just maybe a one-off situation Um, but I think our underlying idea is just encouraging the pause as pretty much somehow every topic ties back to so that you can consider things a little deeper and how you want things to affect you kind of that whole idea of like what's within my own control and how can I respond.
0: I think it's kind of telling that many episodes come back to embrace the pause. And it's probably because neither one of us are always great at it. Yes. <laughs> We're talking to ourselves very often.
1: I literally, it was in my, as I've said before, I text myself different ideas I have for upcoming podcasts. And I had this thought that I was like, I need to text myself. So I mention it on the show and I've been having a lot of, um, imposter syndrome almost we had a whole episode on that with our podcast only in that I'm like sometimes it I never want it to come off as if like we have all the answers and we're doing everything just right and I have fear of that and that's why I wanted to like mention these episodes that as much as we are talking to anybody else we are talking to ourselves and I just like that to be known this is like advice (laughs) that we also would like to bring on within our own lives
0: Yes, knowing or having these thoughts is not always connected to actions. So that's also intentionality for us and good reminders. We're right there with you um, guys. I do have a th- quote that maybe could close it out, um, potentially. So it just says, I don't know, I found this somewhere. And it's not directly like even says perception or outlook or any of the words in it. But same idea. Um, Same idea. It says, I compose my own vibration. Emotions happen, but feelings need to be fed. Mm. Um, I can honor what my emotions have come to tell me and then embrace my power to feed the feelings that I want to stick with. I am the composer of my own inner harmony.
1: This 100% has to do with perception and everything we've talked about.
0: Yeah. I love that because it ties to like, we're going to have the feeling, right? We don't always have control over that feeling or thought or gut reaction. I can choose whether or not to feed that feeling. And we've talked about that a lot. And like no one else is affecting that inner harmony or that inner discourse, but you, Mm -hmm. which is a big responsibility and also empowering
1: i was gonna say it gives you a lot of power in situations as well
0: mm-hmm. yeah i liked that one i read it a few times i was like yes
1: that yeah. i love that so that is perception for you it's a little bit all over the place but just some thoughts so are we to so ponder that's... on yeah i always think like should i organize my notes a little better of like this is what i want to talk on first second third but i kind of just brain dump them all-in-one so i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing for y'all but <laughs> it's how it is we what do it
0: it. Is. it's how we do it all right thanks well i was gonna say we'll see you we don't actually see you and we don't even hear you so we hope you hear us next time soon. Um, <laughs> very soon all right thanks
1: y'all bye